Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to another edition of the Healthy Habits for Activation podcast. This is episode or podcast episode number 37. We're coming up on the year mark, not too, too long from now. This, this is pretty cool. So our topic this week is exercise prescription and tips to prevent falls. Last week, if you recall, we talked all about falls, risk factors, the why behind that falls occur. But today we're going to get into the meat of what, what you can do mm-hmm. to actually help yourself out. So I'm Dr. Michael Gorman. And I'm Dr. Lauren Bennett. We are physical therapists, as you know, from St. Louis, Missouri, and we, our mission is to promote healthy longevity. We want everyone to get to hundred years old, not just Mm -hmm. to get to hundred, but to have healthy lives. And I think we can do that. Um, So again, today it's all about exercises that that we can do to help out. So I'm going to have Lauren kind of start us off with, with talking about this. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is that we learned in the last episode that our balance actually starts to depreciate somewhere in the fourth or fifth decade of our life. So don't just wait until you had your first fall or you're older and you're already having problems. This is pretty important stuff to start working on. Just like you're going to the gym and you want to do strength training, you need to incorporate balance into your routine like three days a week. We'll get into the specifics in this podcast, but just understand that Let's start working on balance rather early rather than when it's I'm not going to say too late, but when it's harder, because this is more so prevention stuff. Uh, but just these are type of things that we need to do to really challenge our sensory and our motor functions of our body to stimulate in our brains and our joints to our environment around us. So what can you do to prevent a fall? And all of these things are supported by evidence-based practice. So lots of research goes out there, participants, um, exercise routines, and and tells us that these are the best things to do to improve your balance to avoid a fall. So there was a study out there that people who participated in sessions of moderate intensity exercise in a community setting with additional exercises performed at home, because we all know that just doing PT twice a week does not do it. You have to do things at home. We're 40% less likely to fall and one third less likely to suffer a fall related injury than those who did not receive the intervention. So these exercises, um, focused on improving our balance, our coordination, our strength, core, lower extremity, reaction time, aerobic capacity, Um, So things like performing strengthening exercises like sit-to-stands, aerobic exercise, riding a bike, um, tai chi, which we'll talk about here in a minute, performing those in a group setting one time a week for a year with follow-ups of you performing them at home significantly improve that you are actually 40% likely to fall compared to somebody who did not participate in this program. So to me, that is worth it. Yeah. Um, significant enough Absolutely. that I would do it. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about Tai Chi, this study, and, and, and Dr. Bennett, you can tell me because 
if this study was the same study as this is a different study, but this was uh, people in this study were inactive adults, so not active, but inactive adults greater than 70. So this is a different mm -hmm. study, correct? Correct. All right. So these these people um, that are in this study did one hour class of Tai Chi three times a week for, for 26 weeks. So if you don't know what tai, tai Chi is, I don't know why you don't, but it's a, it's a martial art uh, that it involves slow rhythmic movements um, that work on balance, work on weight shifting, work on coordination, all mm -hmm. those things. And I think it's pretty impressive. I'm going to give a shout out actually to um, a physical therapist in St. Louis. His name is Sean Tucker, a very good friend of mine. He uh, is the owner of Brentwood's. Uh, Brentwood's uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> His clinic's in Brentwood. I'm just drawing a brain fart, but Sean's clinic uh, is in Brentwood. And he is the master of Tai Chi and he's incorporated into his own physical therapy practice for years. So um, if you live in St. Louis, he is the go-to for this Brentwood Center Health. Thank you very much. It just came to me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have all my, my neurons weren't firing in my, my brain correctly until then. So Sean, um, I think you've done an amazing job of incorporating this. But anyway, back to our study. Um, so the study compared uh, just what happened with these people after six months of doing this, mm -hmm. and they had a, a fall risk reduction by 55%. And that's just doing this class three times a week for 26 weeks. So 55% reduction mm -hmm. in, in, in falls. Um, so we know that exercise works. We know that um, it does take work. I get that. But if you want to improve something and have a healthier life, you, there, there's so many things out there for you. Mm -hmm. So how often should we be doing this, even if it's just a prevention? So research will say two to three days a week for at least 20 minutes at a time. And you want to focus on multi-systems. So uh, um, agility, coordination, our reaction time lower extremity strengthening, core strengthening, all of these things improve our postural stability that when we are nudged, push, step in a hole, we can appropriately respond. So this is kind of off the beaten path, but path, but when we are nudged or, um, challenge with our balance, we rely like on our ankles first to kind of adapt. And then we rely on our hips to kind of sway and adapt. And then when we're pushed so far out of our control, we actually take a step and we call that a stepping strategy. And if I have multiple patients that we would work on that. And it was funny because they're like, you're just being mean, you're pushing me. Um, but I would push them in a very um, strategic way to cause them to feel like they have to take a step because that's what needs to happen. You don't just fall over, I don't know, like Humpty Dumpty or something we would joke about. Uh, well, but, if it's a, if it's a Saturday <laughs> night and you've taken part, partake in too much alcohol, I could see that you could just fall over, but that's a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is just like so important that we have the ability to react to our environment around us. So two to three days a week, 20 minutes a time. Let's do this as a prevention before we end up having a fall and an injury. For sure. Uh, and we, we talked about this already, but, uh, um, you have to be challenged. If you're not challenging, whatever you're trying to prove, if you're not challenging your body, you, you won't, you won't improve. And so, uh, we have here that we must, you must fail 60% of the time to create change. And that is so true. So we just want to make sure that when we want you to fail with your balance, you must have either a physical therapist or a friend 
or a trainer with you when you're trying to really push your balance. We don't want you to push it just on your own, unless who knows, maybe you have a counter that you can hold on to, but um, just make sure you're being safe. But you have to challenge yourself. And I'm convinced that our bodies can do, um, especially for aging adults, our, our bodies, again, I say are, our bodies can do so much more than we give it credit for. I think it's the fear that, oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. It can. Mm -hmm. And so, so push it. So ch challenge yourself. So you may also be thinking, okay, you're telling me I need to work on balance or Tai Chi, but what exactly do I need to do? So there's five different areas of balance. And the first one we'll go over is called static balance, which is just standing in one spot. Um, could be narrowing your base of support. So instead of standing with your feet shoulder width apart, we make them closer together. Okay. Think about a building with a more narrow base is, is not going to be as structurally sound as something that has a big base. So narrowing your feet together, um, or you're putting one foot in front of the other, we call that like a staggered stance, semi tandem or full tandem stance, which is like a heel to toe pattern. Okay. Those are just standing without moving okay narrowing our base then you could take it a step farther into dynamic balance so this could be moving weight shifting turning around in a circle actually walking a line pretending that you're walking a tightrope or perturbations which is having somebody kind of nudge you which i'm always more than happy to do um <laughs> postural control Reaching, okay, reaching outside of your base of support. You drop something on the ground. We talked earlier in the last podcast about using a grabber, but I always make sure that my patients can bend over and pick something up off the floor, and that is something that we work on. Proprioceptive training, so reducing our sensory input, changing the surface that you are standing on or closing your eyes we talked about. Um, we have these like foamy pads or thick carpet is going to be harder than a hard surface where you can actually feel where your feet are on the floor. Um, and then Tai Chi, which we already talked about. So the postural, um, strengthening coordination, reflex motor control. Yeah. Okay. And even something as easy as standing on a pillow, you know, yeah. your balance standing on a pillow, all that. So what's, what's really cool. I think about balance training is you don't need fancy equipment. You don't mm -hmm. need thousands of pounds of weights. There's so many things you can do to improve your balance uh, that, you know, Dr. Bennett just talked about that you don't, you don't need to spend a, a penny on it. So, right. All right. Well, good information. Let's go uh, take our commercial break with our sponsor, iMove PT. We thank iMove PT for being our continued sponsor of this podcast and we will be back i think that dr ben and i are going to do a few balance exercises uh in our own studios as you guys listen to this commercial we'll be right back <laughs> i move pt is proud to be the sponsor for the healthy habits for active aging podcast i move pt is a mobile physical therapy company based out of st louis missouri and expanding throughout the united states we bring a unique one-on-one -on -one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMovePT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. All right, welcome back. Thank you again to iMovePT for being our sponsor. 
We're going to keep moving along here and talking about exactly, you know, what PT can do for you. So you've talked about falls now, you maybe you've had a fall or your family is concerned. Let's get in with the physical therapist and see exactly what PT can do for you. So the research out there says, and this is participants that have participated in physical therapy following a fall. They participated in 16 weeks of physical therapy, one hour, only one hour of PT a week. After five weeks, when the PT decided they were safe enough, they may have, um, they started them with a home exercise program that they performed. Um, and then all of these things were focusing on improving their strength, their balance, and their gait. So they were walking. So found out that the results were that 46% of these individuals had fewer falls and 34% had fewer fall injuries following their 16 weeks of guided PT. But I think the most important takeaway from this message is that when you get involved with a physical therapist regarding your balance, they're going to do the full assessment. Look at your lower, lower extremity strength. There's actually specific objective tests that physical therapists are trained to do that they'll put you through a series of tasks and then grade you and let you know exactly where you stand um, regarding your low, moderate, high risk of fall, compare you to others your age with your comorbidities or your diagnosis. And they can really tell you, measure your improvements over time by doing these tests, but tell you where you stand. So if you're questioning I feel wobbly, but just a little wobbly, but I don't know if I'm safe to go out to the store by myself. They could tell you, okay, you, according to your score, are safe maybe in your home, but we suggest that when you go outside, you use a, a cane or a walker to be a little bit more safe. So there are specific tests that PTs are trained to do, and I find that to be really helpful and eye-opening. And I also have patients that on day one, we do this test. Every 10 visits, we redo the test and maybe they feel down on themselves because they just really don't feel like they've gotten much significantly better. And then we do the test and they've scored like five points higher or they were able to walk faster and back. And those are the things that we're looking for. So it can be a little bit rewarding at times. I don't know if Dr. Gorman has any stories about his patients on that, but I know it happens to me weekly. I think you bring up a great, point, and this is kind of an aside, but when you see a very well-trained physical therapist, we take a lot of measurements because sometimes as, as, as a patient, if you're going to therapy once, twice, three times a week, or they're coming to you, whatever, it's sometimes hard to see your own improvement. Just like if you're trying to lose weight, mm -hmm. others see the improvement before you might. So we, we measure a lot of things because that's how we track your progress, you know, besides you know, you telling us how you're doing and uh, how your balance is day in, day out. We do these specific tests and we can, we can track that. So that's, that I think is such a huge value of physical therapy is that, you know, we're doing some really specific skilled activities and then backing it up with our test to say, Hey, what, you know what, you are getting better. Look at this. Cause some, sometimes it's hard to see improvement day in and day out in your mm -hmm. own body. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're wondering about particular exercises in general, like we talked about tandem walking, heel to toe walking, 
Um, I think it's episode 21. Dr. Gorman and I talked about some specific exercises. Um, and I think we demonstrated on our YouTube channel with some uh, yoga poses. Pose. I... I think I did. Um, so refer back to episode 21 and it's most specifically the I move PT YouTube channel. Cause you'll actually get some visuals on how to do, how to do those things. And um, you'll see, uh, D Dr. Bennett doing a tree pose. I, yeah. I think that's what, what you did. So that was, that was a good one. So go back to that one. For yeah. sure. <laughs> all right. So at the end of the day, we want you all to stay independent, healthy, and active. So in order to stay independent, let's just make sure that we're doing all of the preventative things possible. So attending your annual physical checkups, your annual eye exams, we learned that vision is so important when it comes to balance. Um, the National Institute on Aging website actually has some really good schedules and logs for you to print out to keep track of your last um, physical or vision hearing appointments. You can make a chart of your exercise when you're participating in exercise to keep yourself accountable. Um, and last but not least, shoe wear, no flip-flops, better to have back on your shoes. I think that that's rather common sense, but I just, I've treated enough falls or people on vacation that's just stepped wrong in a hole with their flip-flops on at the beach yeah, or something like that. Sure. Um, so just, let's just think ahead. Think, think smart about that. We stuff. know that, uh, we know that we're in spring right now. We know summer's coming, so we know everyone uh, I know. loves the, the flip-flops, but if you have um, balance risks and if you have fall risk and things of that sort, mm, I'd be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Better to be safe than to uh, look pretty with your little flip-flops on. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So, well, just, just to recap, this was a great episode because we really started to get into the, what can you do to help yourself if you have some balance uh, and fall issues? Uh, it is possible to train our neuromuscular system. That's a system of our mm -hmm. body that we, people don't think about enough, but we can train that and we have to train that if we are going to improve our balance and decrease our fall risk, but you have to work at it again, Think back to what uh, we said is that you have to fail 60% of the time in order to make a change. If it's too easy for you, it's things aren't going to improve. So, um, and start early, you know, start early in your life. You, you, you're, you're, you're best if you can be proactive instead of reactive. And, you know, I'm 53. I should probably be doing these exercises right now. Um, because, you know, I know in 10 plus years, it's going to be worse if I don't do anything. So let's, let's, I need to get off my butt and do, do these things. And then uh, again, like we said earlier, just, you have to challenge yourself, but challenge yourself safely. Uh, we thank you all for being here. Uh, we really, the last two podcasts and our, our next one as well that we're going to do next week uh, really are all about uh, falls and what we could do because they're so prevalent in today's society and there's so many things that we can do but as we always ask you all please share this uh, our goal is just to spread good re research-based education on health wellness and getting all of us to live to be our fullest lives we can and to be not only have longevity but for it to be very healthy at the same time mm -hmm. so share this information with with others that's all we ask is that you share this with one friend or family member um why don't you uh dr bennett talk about next week because it'll be a special podcast next week 
special podcast next week. We are going to be interviewing one of our own. I move therapist, Dr. Jill Ordle, and she is actually a specialist in something called LSVT big, um, certified therapist. And she will be talking about Parkinson's disease. We talked about earlier, just some diagnoses out there like Parkinson's and MS affect our balance. So she's going to be talking about what exactly her certification is and how it can help balance and walking in people with Parkinson's disease. Yeah, we're excited about that. She's Mm -hmm. going to be sharing some great information. So, well, again, if you have any input for us, we'd like to hear us talk about specific topics. um, Please email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. I want to thank Dr. Benna. She is a fantastic um podcast partner couldn't ask for any anyone better and thank you lauren for for giving me some of your time and i hope everyone has a wonderful week and the spring spring is in full effect so get out there and be active yes all right thank you we'll see you next week all right bye-bye we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the healthy habits for active aging podcast if you have any questions for dr gorman or dr bennett please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.